I felt like I needed to take a break from the seriousness that I had been feeling in recording lately. Um, when I actually do record, I had been in a really poignant mood or some kind of intense emotional feeling. But um, this time it was more whimsical. It was more just thoughts about psychology. And um, I happened to be in a vehicle with my two closest people. So they're joining me on this. We had Nicole and Logan. Um, I don't know what else was Kinsley, as you call himself. Love or pseudonyms, I guess. But um, so it's cool. So after you listen to this, I appreciate you listening to shit. Um, if you make it even halfway through, I'm flattered. Um, if my number of listeners increases, it's awesome. I don't um, give a damn about monetization. If I did, I'd, I'd be like, I'd cool, I guess. I'd use a few extra bucks, but that's far from the point of this podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode once again. Uh, you're awesome, and you're gonna need uh, a lot of um, flattery. So leave it to doing a service to the one you listen to. Thanks a lot. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, or good night. This is Where's My Mind, a sporadic podcast by yours truly, Brian Arbarder, also known as Chevy. Um, tonight, this is, I'd say this is a good evening one, 7.22. I'm starting to do these at more unorthodox times for myself. Um, and this one, I'm in the back of a moving car. So like my, um, my, I don't know, my universe at the time is in different spots while I'm recording this. I hope that the open window isn't fucking it up. I don't know, who cares? It's real, man. This is reality, okay? And that's what this podcast is often about. It's about reality. And the things that we maybe don't talk about that much, um, maybe some of them are extreme, some of them are just stupid, silly thoughts, um, uh, things that go through my head and I think might make interesting subjects, uh, conversation topics, and things that I just want to get out. And um, and maybe someday something I say here will be impactful to somebody and mean something to them, or maybe even help somebody. And then part of my life goal will be complete. But for right now, I'm just getting my bullshit thoughts out, maybe some more bullshit than others, that's up to you. And I, I, I love feedback, so I, if you want to talk to me, tell me what's up, man. What do you think of this two-bit fucking cornwall podcast? I'm going to go pee and be right back. So I want to talk about a couple things today. Getting into this um, mobile episode. Um, trying to, you know, mix things up, try different mindsets, try different thought processes, um, I have different environments, uh, create such things, you know, um, there are different people, I'm, I have an audience right now, I have Logan, and my good friend Nicole, he's used in many earlier episodes, so guys, how's it going, hello, oh. so anyway, um, we are all a struggling bunch of unique individuals that are just trying our best to navigate through this daily life, um, I think really, yeah. so, so, so listen, so, Today, I have one main issue and one main theory, unrelated, but with a connection point. So, my issue today is how people are perceiving me, how people see me as one thing where I am another. And I think I have a theory for this as to why I'm an unaccepted perception, for the most part. Um, and sometimes I don't give a fuck, and sometimes this really greatly bothers me. Well, today it bothers me a lot because um, I spent time with biological family, and um, it did not go well. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, though they probably damn well deserve it. Um, I'm going to be the bigger one here and not say um, about how um, narcissistic both my mother and sister are. Oh, excuse me, I didn't say that. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to go into a narcissist for life. But you know, by now, I, at least I trained myself. I, I believe I can honestly be a sworn enemy to them. They got four, I'm forced to be breaking with these fuckers. But, uh, so, people see people every day and make split second subconscious judgments on them, whether we realize it or not. Yes, our, our brains 
as we are, we are a species based on connection. Um, we our brains are wired to to make a specific judgment on the, if this person is suitable for us, say like as a tribe member or a a, a friend or a partner. Um, so if I'm walking down the road and I see um, Karen, uh, who is uh, 55 and a um, pompous dress and has um, some blonde bob cut. Uh, yes, I'm going to look at this woman and say, well, she is definitely not a member of my tribe. We will not get along. And I, the last thing I want to do is strike up a conversation with her because I'll probably get annoyed or maybe even say something rude. And I don't want that. Um, now, if I see, um, you know, um, a rather a overly flamboyant gay man with star-shaped glasses on and certain stuff, I probably wouldn't talk to him either. Be- yeah, like, yeah right. no, 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 no names. <laughs> so, uh, because I'll say this person is so flamboyant, they'll probably be a narcissist and we probably won't get along. They probably have many traits like that I had to test. Now, if I'm walking down the street and I see some guy, you know, these are, these are split-second decisions, these thought processes we have. We don't even notice we have them. I see some guy wearing a black band t-shirt of a band that I saw last month and um, <clears throat> wearing a pair of pants that, that I, I probably owned 10 years ago. I'd say, that's my kind of dude. And I'll say, hey, nice shirt, man. And that's like a conversation and I feel comfortable with this person. Okay? Um, and then on top of that, we have a personality that tends to go with this image. And in most cases, it usually works out this way. They match. Um, there's a reason that People say, you look like a John, not a Thomas, because people have certain images and personalities that tend to click. And um, I think, I learned that one thing that messes up the human brain in this um, in this um, judgment system we have here is when we get mixed messages. And that, that also includes, I imagine, but not entirely like what I dealt with in my last relationship, where um, this is simply just a matter of gaslighting and manipulation. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. But I mean, more like, in my case, I've, I've come to the um, introspective conclusion, I think, I mean, if you disagree, I'd love to hear if you did, um, that my manner of physical presentation, my dress code, mixed with my verbal or person personality-wise uh, um, presentation, right, then mixed with my core values and actual characteristics of my, my character, my core content, yeah, it's a mismatch, a mismatch. Um, so... I found a good way to describe it as like, imagine like taking a um, uh, um, uh, one, one bowl, mixing in ice cream, um, pepperoni, and um, and mac and cheese all together, right? And these three things just don't go together. Throw some sprinkles on top, right? Um, and uh, so these three things, so this, well, my kids don't people to do. Um, and these three things are so opposite. You mix them together and it confuses the brain. They say, well, uh, these, three, these things are all fine in the end by themselves, or they're not, but I don't, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, I, I don't recognize this. This doesn't under, make sense to me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a very caring path of person. I can also be a great a smart ass. I hear it prick sometimes, but that's rare. Today I'm triggered. But for the most part, you heard me. I get very emotional. I've cried on this podcast many times. I've cried to the public, and I really usually have no shame, and I try to put it out there as fast as possible so I can get it done before I do feel shame and say too late now. <laughs> um, these are my feelings. I'm a very thoughtful, intuitive, caring person, and I look like I'm going to punch a face in because nobody really understands much about metalheads. They have the wrong impression of us. So, with these facts, I've come to the conclusion that people don't like me on a base judgment, a subconscious judgment, and this applies to many things, the subconscious thought, the hidden brain we have, because they don't know what to make of me. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a walking con- contradiction. And that's my own title. I'm proud to be a walking contradiction. Because like, I love things, music, movies that don't really fit into exact categories. Avant-garde is definitely a, a positive in my book. Um, yeah, so like... I feel the same way about myself. I'm definitely a big walking contradiction. Where I feel like 
there's not really a category to put myself in. Right, and like if there is one, it'd just be like miscellaneous or like other <laughs> for me, like um, um, etc. etc. Et yes. Um, so so like that, but it does upset me when people make these blanket judgments on me, and um, and I, I'm often used. I, I feel often used as a scapegoat for those problems because. I'm an easy target. I'm such a, a not such an anomaly that um, it's an easy target. It's easy to make fun of the black sheep, you know, like like look, oh, look at the odd one out. But I aim for that, and that's my, that's literally my personality. Uh, I identify most closely as an INFP, or if I'm been really triggered and I'm getting deadly mood, maybe an INTP. Um, I am a highly sensitive person. I'm I'm an intuitive empath. Okay, I'm also um, a big fan of extreme metal music. Um, I. I like um, ranting and raving and bitching for hours, and I say some pretty horrible things with great use of the English language. So I'm like, who the fuck am I, man? I, stop. <laughs> That's my phone. Um, well, all I know is that, okay, so like, I'm proud of who I am. I'm not ashamed in any way or form. I do have shame. Shame in me, your old, our old friends. We, we're, we're mostly enemies, but he likes to pretend he's my friend. Get, get inside my head. But... Uh, Shane, who I am? Fuck no. Um, so the point here is that people see me as one personality that they expect me to be, but I'm something else. However, if I feel I've been quote-unquote shit on by people too much, or I feel targeted, or um, what's the term here? Uh, if I feel like I am being the center, of the, the, the focal point of somebody's attacks, I can get into a mindset where I have, act, I, have, I, have an, I can activate a self-defense mechanism where <clears throat> I can psychologically tear someone down fairly easily. And people have seen it. Um, I can do it. And um, sometimes it's rather misguided. But if my energies are aligned right, it can be very harsh and I can be deadly. <laughs> I mean, I, I can fuck you up, man, verbally. And I don't, I don't want to. So, so that the point is that there's, then you get arrogant. And then I'm an entirely different person. I have a whole different personality that comes out. It's almost like a last resort. I, I have, I have a personality that changes as a as a drastic countermeasure um, from perceived attack, um, or threat per se. Okay, then let's say when I'm feeling romantic, and that's hard these days. Things are different. I've been traumatized. I don't talk about that right now. I'll talk about it later. But um, uh, that's a whole other thing. But my romantic self. I'm the one to put on a song by Chicago and slow dance in my kitchen at midnight with you um, and kiss very much at the end. I'm romantic as fuck and I'll make you dinner. Also then, I'm also a father and I can be very stern yet very happy and friendly and silly and I'll, and I'll, and I'll put on kids music and uh, take my kids to the park and, and be in father mode. I can be um, the paranoid as fuck Brian. If I turn that fucking volume off. Um, I can be the paranoid as fuck Chevy whereas like I'm scared shitless around my surroundings. Everything's a threat. Oh my God, give me safety. I'm waking the fuck out, man. So I have all these different personalities and I am diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So I have seen, I have witnessed introspectively and seen others with my disorder, BPD. I've analyzed it. I've researched it extensively, but I've also seen, witnessed, researched other personality disorders too. And this ties in here, okay? So that, in this case being, uh, various schizotypal disorders, that schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, um, schizotypal disorder, all these types, um, where these disorders, this bipolar disorder, okay, it's a big one, I live with, that, with my sister my whole life, okay, narcissistic personality disorder, these disorders often have different personalities that come out, and I, throughout psychology, in the field of personality disorders, 
you often see this disorder with this type. So schizoaffective, for example, is primarily schizo mixed with traits or types of, um, of bipolar or depression. Um, there is, um, like manic depressive is actually different from bipolar, I guess. Um, so I'm um, just bipolar with traits of um, a borderline, blah, 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 right? So you can mix these two. There's always a predominant one. But the one thing that I have noticed, and I think that the psychology um, field, people, these the, our, our psychologists, whether you trust them or not, some of them don't believe this even exists, should look into is types of dissociative identity disorder. Now, this is a confusing one here. It used to be known as multiple personality disorder, but apparently that one was too simple to use, and I agree. Um, it's very easily misconstrued as what it is, okay? And I've looked it up too, um, but I've, I'll get to that. But I think that I see traits of this, or at least traits of the actual personality differences and changes <clears throat> in many other um, extreme personality disorders. Now, what is DID? It's very rare. One to 1.5% of the world population has it, okay? And in order to be diagnosed with this, okay, the, the DSM-5 says that you, one, have to have the presence of two or more distinct identities of personalities, each with its own pattern of interpreting and relating to the environment. The presence of these personalities can be self-reported or observed by a therapist for diagnosis. Well, in my opinion, it has to be observed by a therapist because there have been so many falsely... Um, um, so yeah, yeah, it's a false diagnosis. Thank you. Apparently, you get stuck in my head today. Um, two, amnesia must occur, which means that you pretty much don't for, you don't remember when you're in the other personality. Three, you must have difficulty in their daily functioning, and that really applies to any personality disorder. Four, these symptoms are not part of a cultural or religious practice because I know that in countries like Haiti with the voodoo um, culture, that definitely um, um, needs that that different change of personalities, whether it's real or perceived. And the last one, these symptoms are not resulting in from the use of any substance, such as alcohol or medication. And now, I'm going to get into that a little bit briefly, but methamphetamine is a drug that causes many personality disorders to come out. It causes a lot of mental health issues, and it causes even dormant, otherwise benign mental health issues to come out and destroy lives. So, in the case of mine, BPD. Well... Unaffected by drugs, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, but it's like, um, yeah, um, that's just who I am. Like, I have so many different personalities that come out based on um, my level of confidence, happiness, perceived threats, safety, um, romanticism, I'll love, all these things. I was, I'm a, I can be a chameleon. I can respond to social situations. Except these are natural personalities that come out. I don't do these on a conscious level per se I'm aware I'm doing them but these happen naturally because my brain will adapt to the threat level in the environment that makes sense right but then you take things like like the uh, the schizotype disorders right schizoaffective is schizophrenia primarily with traits of bipolar or depression anxiety etc so I have noticed in a particular acquaintance of mine that was very popular in the previous episodes of this podcast um he's definitely impacted my life and i've studied him greatly i've analyzed the fucking hell out of him much to his dismay because i had to for safety and trying to help this poor guy that his personality will dramatically change and this occurs mostly based on time of day his personality in the morning between 7 15 a.m and say 11 30 is the best that's when you will get 
the most positive reactions from him and you will have probably, hopefully, the most um, pleasant or least unpleasant time with this person. Throughout the afternoon, they might get a little paranoid, anxious, um, and a little freaky-deaky here and there. But after 9.30 p.m., that's when things, you, that's when you gotta watch out. Um, watch for the signs, like, like the, the big bulging eyes and the, and the, and the darting looks. Um, and they're... The thousand yard stare, and they're getting more distracted because their voices in their head are getting stronger. And this is a reaction too, but these are personality changes because this is when that person might try to hurt you. And they, the narcissistic side will come out, and the the narcissistic side is a big part of this, I think. And and um, in the morning, he might be a full on altruist. He really cares about you, and he he wants to help. He wants to have a good time. And at nighttime, he wants to he ends up reliving his old traumas and. Reinstigating or instating this this defense mindset where he goes a little wacky and he, he probably just needs to hurt you and and uh, you have to, I have to get used to that fact that in the morning he'll be different hopefully depending on if he slept different personalities come out depending on different environments different factors when uh, Nicole when you were depressed was there a certain factors that would alter the way you treated yourself or others or acted on a general basis say, say that again. when you were depressed. You had severe depression, which was really affecting your life. Do you, do you say there were certain factors, be it time of day, or like the amount of love you were receiving, or your anxiety level, that would affect the way you were perceived, the way you presented yourself outwardly? Um, it's hard to answer that. It's just being being depressed in itself fucking changes how you view yourself and everyone else. It. it it shades the the realness of you know people that do love you and are there for you. You don't feel that. You feel very alone and you respond to that. Uh huh. And you respond differently because of these feelings. Well, of course, yeah. You feel very alone. You feel and like you know that these people are there for you and that they love you, but you can't see it because of the depression. Right. So I was starting to hurt there. Um, reaching up to the, in the front seat there. So, <clears throat> sorry. So, so like, um, I noticed that um, the more confident that she felt, um, the more, the less codependent or clingy she had gotten at the time. We did used to date her and I a long time ago. And um, when the more depressed she was, the more she wanted me to come home. Soon, for, before my shift drink after work, she needed me more. She was, she was, I love you, I need you. And then when when her confidence went up, usually because of um, social interaction with female friends, girls girls gotta have girlfriends, guys gotta have the dude friends, right? I get it. Um, um, so like, well, that's a gender stereotype, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Not all stereotypes are wrong either. They don't come from thin air, but they don't cover everything either. Well, I noticed that when your downstairs neighbor female friend would hang out with you, you pretty much didn't need me. And at the time, I didn't understand psychology. I didn't understand how this worked. I just felt attacked, or I just I felt. Shafted. Um, but you know what? I, that was a long time ago. I, I put a lot since then. When you and I were having our problems, and I had someone else that I could connect with and talk to. Having. So you couldn't connect and talk with you. That thing, human connection is massive, right? So when you feel lonely, when you feel lonely, you're going to act in a whole different personality than you are when all of a sudden you have three friends come over and surprise you with a bunch of beer and pizza. Um, that sense of comfort. Right, and so like, like the also add one thing to just please excuse my voice because I'm getting overstrapped. Thank you. Subconsciousness is real. I feel it too. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Um, so um, 
So I feel that the level of fear we're feeling, or based on the level of love we're feeling, will determine our personalities that are coming out. And this is particularly noticeable in mood disorders and personality disorders. Yeah, yeah. Like so, so um, um, uh, me as a borderline, um, if I am surrounded by positive friends for a long period of time until I get overwhelmed and need to recharge, um, I'm probably very social, very talkative. I can be the life of my own little party only in my trusted friends group. Now, if I'm put into a work party with, I don't know anybody here, and I'm not anywhere near drunk yet, I'm going to be very reserved and shy at first because I, my level of, of safety is low. So the love, I'm not yet understanding where that level lies yet versus the level of threat, right? So like the level of fear. So these will affect people's personalities. And the point about the personality disorder is that I simply think that the, the psychological community should add on with traits of multiple personality um, DID to it, okay? I mean, I guess you could say the actual disorder of DID, but yeah, small traits, even one or two. Yeah. Uh, and I think that um, while this is not a fully recognized condition in the psychiatric community because of its um, um, controversial um, nature and how many people were caught faking it, that's what they believe, um, it's tough. But I think that the presence of various and variable personalities and uh, these personality types that come out based on different factors should be more recognized throughout the scientific community um, regarding the field of psychology and human behavior. And I think that instead of just having DID, yes or no, probably not, they should be recognizing the fact that, that partial personalities do shift because of many factors in our lives, brain chemistry and all these environmental issues, okay? And I think that it should just be talked about more. I think that this is something I've recognized. It's a common theme I found. And um, I found I looked it up online and I really can find nothing about this. We've talked about this. And I mean, it's not really that important, but I mean, when it comes to psychology, well, it, mental health. Mental health is important. So of course, it is. It, it, it's, an, it's an ever growing field that we're always exploring and finding new terms for. <clears throat> and the old school psychologists are getting pissed off with all the new school ones and how they come up with all these new terms, just like how the baby boomers do not like all these new gender identities. Um, and so, like, get over it, get with the times. You know what? People are finding ways to feel less alone. It makes you just feel connected. I, I feel better now because I'm put into a category where there's a title and I'm not alone in feeling the way I feel. Boom. So like this would help um this would help self-esteem and it would help people understand themselves better if they could um maybe help people understand more and do more research into um why and how um we are experiencing shifts in our personalities based on day-to-day -day, um factors and environmental factors and, and how we feel inside our personal um levels of self and external love and fear. And even helping understand others who are going through it when someone does not have those same symptoms or any of those issues that they're suffering with, they can help understand the other people go through it and maybe help work with them on their issues and so cope saying, with it. Supporters, the allies. So you're saying like it could help like the, the people who are loved ones of those suffering kind of understand the, their symptoms of the, the people that they're... they're Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah like NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, and that is primarily a group for supporters for those with loved ones with mental illness. That's primarily. That yes, NAMI. NAMI is primarily for people, loved ones, um, or people who have loved ones with mental illness. Um, I actually, I was, I came really close to joining it when when I was dating um, that person who I he's not diagnosed, but I know my unprofessional opinion. I'm. 
I'm undoubted that it is a schizotype disorder of some kind. Um, it fits the FVDSM5 category. And, um, I, to give that, that diagnosis, but you're smart enough to kind of figure it out. And I always do that. No, I, I, I put the disclaimer, I'm unprofessional. I'm just some dude. No, but multiple people can witness and have the same answer where we have all witnessed that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Enough about this person. I want to put no putting on this body. The point is, is that I've I've seen examples. I'm also in my my own my own family. Um, my sister in particular. Um, now I'm gonna you got to put the drugs aside here. When there's drug use, okay. But I have noticed different changes in my family members, regardless of that. And this can simply be on their level of. Okay, so in regards to my parental figure, what would you say? Um, well, you were there with the causes of Ben and her shift in personality. I think, personally, I think it was a disconnection from um, me and my sister, um, where, like, where, like where, where both of us had had mental health issues go on the night before, before. Definitely with that, and also one side, which was her side, um, very irrational with what could have been going on in the situation versus where you were more logical. Delusional, right? Delusions are irrational. Yeah, it's like, so, so to get delusional, um, you know, that's a whole other category right there. That also is very prominent in all these other disorders. Psychosis is real. And and I believe it's mostly caused by fear. Paranoia is part of fear. All these all these factors, man. Yeah, so... The, the point is just that I, I think that we all have different personalities. In fact, I've heard a theory about this that some people go as far, they want to even get a little crazy and say we have infinite personalities. Well, you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow and what new situation your brain's going to have to adapt to to the best of its ability. You should be sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Coughing during a podcast, oh my God, it's like this isn't supposed to be natural, dude. Like, it's supposed to be like rehearsed and like, um, no, this is my natural personality when I'm feeling a little anxious but mostly confident. Um, I know what I'm talking about, but I get a little tripped up here on myself because I've had a lot of tumultuous things happen in the past few days, and I'm getting very distracted here by the side conversation. Anyway, I'm trying not to be erratic here, but hey, I'm getting my ADHD, ADHD kiss side coming out. I'm, I'm a slew of various personality and mental health disorders, and you know what? I think I work from the best I can. In our own ways. I said, I think we all are in our own ways, this little group we have here. Okay, listen, if you're not a little damaged, we probably won't get along. It'd be boring. You don't think I'm too weird. Who isn't a little damaged these days, honestly? Oh, dude. Um, I think that a lot of... um. over the nation, over the world, over the past few years. Well, I think one of the main reasons that um, the mental health issues are becoming more prominent is simply because more people are actually going to therapy, more people are getting diagnosed and actually acknowledging them. What do you, what do you think about it? Um, I wouldn't say it's getting worse. I'd say there's just a higher awareness for it. Yeah, it's higher awareness. Like both, honestly. I think there is a higher awareness, but I think that you know it's just becoming a lot more prominent too. Okay. So- so it's like Generation Xers and uh, most millennials, well, um, we had a massive boost in um, uh, bipolar, but also, now, the millennials in particular, and continuing on into Gen Z, we have this, this gigantic increase in, uh, in the understanding and awareness and the um, uh, people that are there that, of narcissism. And um, now, this might not necessarily be the disorder, but the fact that these cold-hearted people, and it's often our sociopaths, um, and now sociopaths are not all bad people. That's another episode. Um, but I have a particular soft spot for some of them, believe it or not. But it's the fact that um, 
I think that it's the parenting. Generational shifts in parenting are causing different traits, good or bad, to come out in um, their children. Um, as they get older, they manifest into disorders or whatnot. And some of these maybe even need, shouldn't even be disorders, just more personality traits, you know, character um, character flaws. That's, that's, that's so subjective if you want to think it's a flaw or not. But so as we shift as parents, like my children are probably not going to have... Um, such severe anxiety disorders, but my daughter, she's really depressed because when first child, um, the, way, the way that the way that she grew up um, with her, with what was going on in my family at the time and uh, the situations, the death involved, blah, 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 the moving depression was, is, was inevitable. She has severe ADHD. For my son, um, he shows a bit signs of ADHD, but really not much else. Um, he looked at my doctors too. Um, and uh, that, now the, the lifestyle at the time of his growing up was very different than two years prior with his sister. So like, it really depends on uh, socioeconomic factors. It depends on the uh, mental health awareness of the parents themselves. Now, I believe my mother was a borderline. I believe she um, has narcissistic traits and definitely traits of a DID because her personality can change dramatically. How she was to me last night was in no way where she was this morning. Oh yeah, just gonna say it one time. It was so, so crowded here. There's another reason why things have been so fucked up today is because it's a full moon. Uh, that that is not a myth in my opinion. I am 100 percent certain about this. No, I notice the difference. I'm wide the fuck awake. I'm going to any sleep twice in a row. Um, I get manic as fuck on full moons. I really do, and I can get sort of too. Moon, the full moon definitely affects a lot of people. There's a reason why there are people that say you know the crazies come out of the full moon. You know. Or Florida. And when it's a full moon, I've noticed I'm either at my fullest potential or I'm just completely lost and have no confidence in myself. I did have a pretty reoccurring constant theme of, of um, being at the top of my game during the full moons. And I think I noticed that it's half crescents. Like, you know, that's pretty slim. That's when I usually get tired. I might get, um, I'm an asshole. Like, I, I'm not happy with people. Like, like, like not, not, not the half moon, but the half crescent, you know. Like, right near the end of the cycle. That's when I start to turn into a dick. Uh, well, have you ever noticed any things in yourself? Your personality changes? I believe it'd be towards the when is it, when, when is it, when we're gonna have the less the least moon possible. Right, the new moon is the opposite of the full moon. So yeah, and then that one. Yeah, so you're talking about the crescent moon going towards the new moon. Yes, yeah, so what about you? What? How about you? I don't think I've ever actually paid enough attention to give you an answer on that. I'm sorry. I asked the question why about too many things. I've noticed that I particularly will get slightly more cranky or easily agitated. And I will also be more sleepy, but once that new moon comes, I also don't really sleep. Yeah, you, you tend to have periods of the month where you don't sleep much. <laughs> like, so I don't know. So many factors, right? So the basically the best you can do, if this interests you at all, I mean, it's probably a very boring topic for many people, but if it does interest you, would be to analyze yourself, introspect. And you think, well, um, earlier today, I was um, arrogant, as it's one of, that's one of my shadow sides. Um, uh, I was arrogant and I drove away a couple friends. Why did I do this? Think about what happened when you first woke up in the morning. Think about what happened when you went to bed last night. Think about what the weather's like. Think about all these factors and then try to look for patterns in your life and see, this is how you, this is how you identify a lot about yourself without having to go to a doctor all the time. You know, doctors don't know everything. Time for self-analysis and self-introspection every now and again is very important, especially for mental health. Yeah, like I wouldn't know these things about me otherwise. People don't tell me these things. 
I don't things about myself. Unfortunately, so many people, especially my age, I'm 33, you know, up, getting into all the 30s, people are so inept about mental health, I just don't want to hear about it. It's, it's something that irritates them, that you kind of have to map yourself out. Um, so I'm going to end this here now, but um, if you made it to the 30-minute mark we're at now, thank you very much. I really appreciate you um, hearing my words. This is mostly babble, but it was an interesting subject. We get, we get deep here on Where's My Mind, but sometimes my mind just goes in nooks and crannies and um, uh, here and there's and uh, that, that corner over there with some dust I've, I haven't slept away in two months, you know? So it makes for really good content, though. Oh, I got a compliment. Thank you. Hey, I've, I love compliments. Who's my ego, guys? Thank you. Uh, this is Dr. Chevy on Where's My Mind. Zan Kinsley. And Nicole. Nicole. Mick Damon. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying. You added, you added the most character to this whole episode, actually. Oh, thank you. Uh, you. You were the most distinctive voice, by all means. Um, thank you for listening to our various personalities. And, um, and hey, you know, judge us you want, man. You know, you can think, man, this Brian guy's a fucking annoying freaking retard. Or you can think, he sounds really insightful and actually may have some really great things to say. I should listen to more. And you should. Uh, I'm going I'm to keep on coming. Chevy Coon, where's my mind? Thank you for listening over and out. I'm starting to feel like outros are unnecessary. After all, this is like five days post when I recorded this. So let's just say that I'm very grateful for you for having listened to me and my conversation with my friends rambling on. And if you have an opinion on this, send me an email. DrChevy at gmail.com. D-R-S-H-E-W-V-Y at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Where's My Mind? Brian Ibarra's podcast about insight, psychology, God knows what, my deep thoughts. I hope it meant something to you. Have a good night.